Blog Talk Radio. first off and uh thank you for taking time out to do the show. I know it's been some uh scheduling conflict back and forth, but I'm glad we finally got you on the show. So uh I really appreciate your patience and no, everything that follows. Likewise. Likewise. How is your quarantine? <laughs> <laughs> well uh, well I'm not qu- well well I'm not quarantined because I have to uh I have to be out so yeah. I'm considered one of the essential workers, so I could be out. Um, but uh, tell us a little bit about the um, the art school at Old Church. Tell us a little bit about the um, the uh, the school and how you became a part of the school. Sure. Uh, so the art school at Old Church, uh, it's in Demarest, New Jersey. So we're up in Bergen County, pretty pretty close to the border of New York state and, you know, not far from New York city. And the school has actually been part of the community since 1974. So we're actually 46 years that we've been um, in Demarest. Uh, We were founded by uh, a local potter whose name was Michael Zakin. And, uh, and we are exactly like our name implies. We're an art school that's in an old church. (laughs) We, uh, we, the, the church was built in 1874, and then when a new church was built next door, they uh, they decided to kind of leave it to the potter to take over, and Michael saw it. She would be driving by and said, that wouldn't that be a great place to, you know, have artists come? And so now we're a thriving art school. Uh, we have about 700 students each semester uh, who come to us for lessons in just about every art form. We do, um, like I mentioned, we do ceramics, we do jewelry, we do photography, painting, drawing, uh, needle felting, collage. It's just about every, 
every uh, visual art form you can imagine we, we do. And, uh, and I've been there now for almost three years. Uh, I came on board as the executive director when the previous executive director was retiring. Um, and it's been great. It's gone really quickly. And, <laughs> and now we're, we're kind of navigating this, this crazy time that we're all going through and just figuring out how we can keep the arts alive in the community and in all kinds of different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, when you first came aboard, um, what did you think about the school, and how did you think uh, when joining the school? How would you uh, make make better things come to the to the school? Uh, well, one thing I thought about it when I came on board was just how amazing it was that the school had been around for so long. I think it's rare that you find, um, you know, any kind of any kind of business really that's been, you know, part of a local community for that long. It's wonderful to know that it's got the support of the people around it. Um, so, you know, I think that that, that incredible sense of history was something that guided me. I know that something that was really important to everybody else was also just continuing to build on that idea of community. Um, Michael Zakin, our founder that I mentioned before, she passed away in 2012. But one thing that you know, really struck me was everybody talked about how she was just such an incredibly inspiring artist and person. And she was somebody that just knew how to draw people together and, and make them feel good and, and bring positivity. And so that's something that I think when I came on board, they felt like it was something that we wanted to make sure that we were maintaining and also continuing to grow. So we've really tried to start to do more, um, you know, beyond just our classes. We've tried to have a lot more free events. We have two galleries. If anybody wants to come visit, we always have a gallery show that's going on that they can come and see all different types of work, painting, sculpture across the board. Um, and so we've tried to do a lot more free events where people can come and listen to an artist talk. They can come and do hands-on workshops. And, and just even right now in, you know, in this time where we can't all be together physically, we're trying to find ways for people to connect uh, via social media um, and continue to just kind of build that, that connection. Because we, we truly feel like that's really what the arts are about it's not just about being creative it's about like what what it means as a person to you know connect with connect with themselves and and others as well mm-hmm. and I know for my next question uh how since this epidemic has started how has that affected the school and the staff and the students you know it's all happened so quickly it's it's been a bit you know i feel like we've all had a little bit of whiplash in in the quick turnaround of going from you know we initially started by making sure that we were you know working with our cleaning crew to clean the school really well and reminding people about the importance of washing their hands and and then really within a matter of you know a couple of days being faced with making the decision of actually shutting down um so we made the decision back on March 13th that we were going to be closed for, you know, initially we said two weeks, we were going to be closed through March 27th. And the timing for us was actually not bad because we were set to go on a little bit of a, a hiatus. Typically we have two weeks that we can use for snow days, but since this year was very, very kind to us in terms of snow, mother nature did not bring much. 
uh, we were mm-hmm. planning on having kind of a quiet two weeks. But unfortunately, as things progressed, it just became very clear to us that we really were not going to be able to come back even for our spring semester, which is set to start this coming Monday, March 30th. So at this time, we've pushed back the start of the semester to April 20th. Um, But that's still, you know, a lot of people are scared right now. A lot of people feel uncertain. They feel scared, even with the possibility of coming back on April 20th. A lot of people are still canceling their registrations because they just don't feel comfortable coming back to the school and being there. Oh, and now I have dogs barking. I apologize. Um, so, you know, we're really now, we have the potential to lose our entire semester, which, you know, would result in a big loss for the school. We are a nonprofit, um, and we are supported primarily by our tuition and by our registration. So not being able to have students in the school, not having people taking classes, that basically means that, you know, the school will lose a significant portion of income that we need to just kind of keep the doors open and the lights on and, and most importantly, to keep our staff paid um, because I do have, you know, a, a, I do have staff. I also have faculty that are working artists and they make their living, you know, between making their art and teaching. That's how they support themselves. And we can't right now because we don't have classes and if we don't have the the students and we don't have the tuition then we don't have the money so it's going to be a really it's going to be a challenging time for not only us but you know everybody that's out working in the arts field and nonprofit field because we're we're all seeing such a significant hit right now now um is there any way that uh, I know there, um, like where the government is giving such as um, grants and stuff to those um, type of um, companies such as yourself that are being hit hard because of this epidemic? Um, we are looking into it, um, you know, in a sense, if we were to qualify under small business loans or any kind of grants, um that would obviously we'll, we'll be looking into taking advantage of whatever's possible. Um, the other thing that we're just, you know, there's a lot of people spreading the word that if people can send messages to their congressmen, there's um, and senators, there are online petitions and like online templates that you can use to just really urge the government to keep the arts in their thoughts and to include it in plans for how they're going to help support businesses and and everybody who's affected by this um so i know that i did that yesterday i (laughs) i sent a letter um because we really need them to understand the impact that this is having i mean when you look at the fact that broadway is shut down and you know how many millions of dollars that represents and so really really just urging people to you know kind of contact the right people and make sure that they're keeping the arts part of that part of those priorities right now So I mean it's I mean and then you know you have it's it's really well and I feel I uh, I feel bad you know because a lot of the a lot of the the shows have been canceled a lot of um, shows that we the station itself were connected with have a lot of revenue will be lost because some shows are canceled some people don't want to wait 
to a later date to go to a show they want their refund so it's kind of like all around the all around the block that people are getting hit hard yeah Um, i mean oh i'm losing you a little bit um i mean i think that we all are trying to keep in mind at this time is even though we're struggling we're all very much in the same boat nobody nobody is going to come out of this you know without some kind of effect on them economically and so you know we're all kind of in it together we all have to we all have to do what we can to get through it together and support each other and you know coming back to that idea of the arts and being connected that's maybe the most important thing and I think it's also teaching all of us how to work differently um we're really having to come up now with ways that we can still make the arts accessible to our students even if they can't physically come into the building um but I think that we're coming up with ideas that we're saying like well hey these are not bad ideas to think about implementing even when we're back so you know, maybe in some ways there will be some positives that comes out of this as well in the ways that it's teaching us to be nimble and flexible and creative in the way that we we work as well. At least, at least that? Yes. Okay. Well, you're breaking up a little bit. Can you hear me? Yeah, I know. A little bit of a wave that you have to ride <laughs> and just find ways to stay connected. I'm home with my husband and our two dogs who you heard barking before and we've been trying to stay connected to family and friends by, you know, doing a lot of FaceTime and Zoom and things like that to uh to be able to see people's faces <laughs> every once in a while. Right. Yeah. Oh, Lisa, thank you so so much for taking time out to do this show. I really appreciate it. And uh listen, uh we'll be in touch really soon and um Thank you so much for taking time out to show. You want to give out your website or anything for the show so that my listeners can check out the website? Yeah. If um, if anybody wants to come visit us, you know, we're at um, www.tasoc.org. So that's T-A-S-O-C, kind of like the art school, old church. Um, and, yeah, people can come visit us. Hopefully we'll be back in a few weeks and come see the galleries, come take a class. And, you know, when things are back up and running, just, Come support the arts again. That's all we ask. Thank you so much, Lisa, for taking time. I really appreciate it. God bless. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much, Lisa, um, from the art school at Old Church uh, up in Demers, New Jersey, in Berrien County. Make sure you guys check out the website and uh, support the school. Um, they're a nonprofit organization. I thank you so much for listening and tuning in. Uh, stay out, stay safe, stay strong through this epidemic. Love you. Peace.